Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this hump day Wednesday in a world that has gone completely mad. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. For over 20 plus years, we've been right here providing the masses, the hundreds of thousands of people out there with wealth insurance, the physical delivery of gold and silver. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And I don't know where to start. It started, I guess, with the towering inferno over in London. Man, I've never seen anything like it. The whole entire 24-story apartment building, something's not right about that. I mean, every single floor, and I had heard a report, and again, you don't know what to believe, what not to believe, but I, somebody said the fire started like on the 20-something floor, and yet the whole thing was engulfed. Uh, we'll have to see exactly what happened, or at least what we're told had happened. Uh, and then, of course, the, the shooting this morning, and that shouldn't be a surprise. Listen, I remember... I was doing a show, and I want to say it was mm, 2010, maybe 2012, some, somewhere in that time frame, and Ron Paul had written a, a letter, if you will, to, to the American public talking about revolution is coming, and not the kind, you know, like the Industrial Revolution. And and we've been talking about it, and I've talked about it multiple, multiple times on the air. You can feel it. The divide and the anger, it's here. And it's just like, and I want to say even as, as early as a few weeks ago, I likened it to how, the, how ISIS is, right? It's the same ideology where you believe something so strongly, your whole sense of values, goes out the window, and you justify attempting to, in this case, thankfully, attempting to kill people, uh, our elected officials uh, being gunned down while they were getting ready, we were having a baseball practice for the annual, I guess they have an annual baseball game up there in Washington, D.C. And here's the funny thing. I was watching the towering inferno, and it was hard because you know it really wasn't covered here. You know, every once in a while you I, you break in. Like I thought I'd be able to turn on CNN or Fox and watch it, right? Watch the apartment fire. Uh, but but you didn't see that. They wanted to talk about Sessions and Russians and Trump and testifying in front of Congress. The same stuff they've been talking about forever. And I was watching gold, you know, that's what I do, so I'm watching. And gold was up a couple of dollars last night. When I woke up this morning, gold was down anywhere from a dollar to a dollar and a half. And then news broke about the shooting uh, in, in, uh, in, in Washington, D.C. this morning. Gold really didn't do anything. It got down to about 
down 10 cents, I think, was the lowest I saw it. And then I left for work. And this was 5 a.m. Arizona time. When I got to work, gold was back down a dollar. Like nothing had happened. And, of course, today is, you know, Federal Reserve Day. And, and, and I had been saying since last week that I think the bottom's in. Matter of fact, yesterday I said, I'm pretty confident gold's going to be over 1300 bucks here very, very shortly. And the reason I was so confident is because is I believed I knew what the data points were going to be. And we got retail sales today for the month of May. We got business inventories for the month of May. We got the consumer price index for the month of May. And we got crude oil inventories for the month of May. And as these reports started pouring in, the gold markets and the silver markets took off. And I wish more of you would pay attention when I tell you, listen, this is, you need to get on it. Don't you wish you could go back to yesterday and buy every ounce of silver we had? I mean, silver's up almost 50 cents this morning, and we really shouldn't be surprised. Uh, the biggest news, and it depends on which one you think is bigger. The retail sales in the CPI were both out. They came out at the same time this morning. Uh, the Commerce Department reported that retail sales fell in the month of May. Right? Catching everybody, I guess, but me off guard. They fell three-tenths of a percent. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that in, in retail sales land, that's a big, big drop. Matter of fact, they said it was the biggest drop going back. I want to say it was either the end of 2015, I believe. Uh, they, they said that the drop in sales surprised economists who had expected sales to rise, uh, excluding autos, which, by the way, just so you know how important autos are to retail sales, 20% of monthly retail sales is automobiles. But even when you took out autos, you stripped out gas, there were still no retail sales. Uh, we're going to talk all about it, what it means for Janet Yellen's meeting this afternoon, and more importantly, where are gold and silver headed? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. I'm going to give you an opportunity in the gold market today uh, on the $5 liberties. These are the fractional quarter-ounce liberties from 1866 to 1907, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. If you had a $5 gold piece in 1866, and you were walking around with a lot of money, but you think about it today, uh, 5 bucks doesn't go very far, does it? I mean, 5 bucks doesn't even get you lunch at McDonald's. <laughs> right? You think about 5 bucks in 
1900 would have fed your entire family for probably most of the month, if not the entire month. Now you can't even get lunch. 350 bucks with the exact same price I had them for yesterday. U.S. $5 Liberties, 350 and if you want a little heads up, yeah, back the bus up. 800-951-0592. Back to sales, excluding autos. Sales were still down three-tenths of a percent. And they were expecting autos to be weak, but they thought everything else would be better. It wasn't. The unexpected drop due to declines at gas stations. I know the gas didn't get cheaper here. Uh, electronics and appliance stores. I mean, you name it. If it was a store, it was no good. Sales by miscellaneous store retails, retailers and departments also saw significant decline. While sales by non-store retails saw, saw growth. I don't know what that is. I will tell you, if you're wondering how much the Internet or the Amazon craze is, online sales was up eight-tenths, eight-tenths, which is not that big of a number because really online sales is such a small part. Uh, And most people don't realize that. You would think by listening to the news, online sales were, you know, half of all sales, not not close. Car sales by far the number one driver. That's 20% of all sales. And it's fallen off a cliff. Matter of fact, you don't want to. You don't have to believe me. Just look at what's happening. General Motors this morning came out and said they are going to shut down for five weeks. So June, starting in June, July, normally in the summertime, and I and I say normally because it hadn't been over the last several summers. They were lucky if you got a week off as these car sales were rising. Of course, what we found out was really rising is we were giving car sales to people you shouldn't have been giving them to. Right? We, we still never learned that lesson, do we? Right? The Federal Reserve brought rates down so low, robbed anybody who ever saved a nickel. So somebody else who really shouldn't be getting a loan is getting them. Of course, now we're shocked as all the defaults start piling up. But General Motors announced this morning, five weeks, they are going to be shutting down plants uh, too much. And, you know, they got too many cars, they got too many trucks, they got too much inventory. And I, you know what, I don't think that's enough. Just looking at the numbers I'm seeing, it's not enough. Ford, by the way, in the article we don't have an official announcement yet from Ford, but the article says, listen, they're, they're going to be doing uh, the same thing as well. And they said the, uh, well, the upshot is that I guess the Federal Reserve may be one in done. Of course, this is what I've been telling you. I said they're going to raise rates today. I don't think they'll raise rates again for the rest of the year. I don't know what she's going to say. Uh, But the other one, and this is the one that got uh, Goldman Sachs to come off of its forecast this morning, consumer prices. And I don't know 
where where these people get this information. They said that consumer prices declined in May. Yeah, everything got cheaper for us, apparently. Just ask the Federal Reserve. They'll tell you. Reflecting a big drop in energy prices. Now, like I said, I, I haven't seen that. Smaller declines in a number of other areas. And, of course, the Federal Reserve is supposed to exclude food and energy anyway. But it's now the second monthly decline in the past three months and underscores how inflation has been a no-show in the slow-growing U.S. economy. (laughs) Right? Again, their economic model says this isn't supposed to happen. But yet, here it is. And, of course, this is the thing you have to remember is the... The economic model for inflation has been changed and adjusted by these people to understate, to deliberately understate what the real rate of inflation is. And now they can't understand when they really want it to be higher that it isn't. But here's what they said. Core inflation, which excludes food and energy, did rise one-tenth of a percent in May. The Federal Reserve expected to boost rates this afternoon. They said over the past 12 months, consumer prices are up only 1.9%. You know what? I keep bringing it up. But my health insurance... When my my wife was talking to a friend at our our youngest son had a a basketball game last night, a high school basketball game last night, and one of the moms rode with us, and I don't know how they got talking about you know bills and what cost what and health care and health care came up. My wife was saying, "Hey, listen, you know before Obamacare we paid two hundred twenty dollars a month." We now pay 540 just went up almost $120. And I remember I talked about it on the air because I was like, what is going on? And now they want to tell us that, hey, man, prices only went up 1.9% for the last year. Are you kidding me? Well, core inflation, which is what the Federal Reserve talks about, it's only up one7 It's not even at their 2% number, and it's going in the wrong direction. And then you've got to start asking yourself, when do you think somebody up there would say, you know, maybe we're looking at this all wrong. Maybe our economic models weren't right, and maybe all the things that we did to try to understate everything is now causing us problems. You know what the funny thing is? That's exactly what's happening with all of these, what, all of these retired Fed governors from Alan Greenspan. How about Corla Cota from Minnesota who just stepped down, what, six months ago? He was back out today. Not only should the Federal Reserve not raise rates, they should expand their balance sheets. That's what he was saying. This is how bad the real data is. And you want to sit there and act like it's not happening. That's your priority. You can do it. 
Right? Think about this. General Motors is we're gonna lay, we're gonna idle factories for five weeks. What do you think that says? Retail sales in May. May's like when everybody comes out of their house. Well, except here in Arizona, everyone starts going in. <laughs> right? The spring is here, the weather's in, right? Everybody's getting, kids are getting out of school. Retail sales should be rocking. They're loading up the trucks, they're loading up the minivans, they're putting gas in, they're getting ready to go on vacation. And it's not happening. And you sit there and you know, and I and I keep trying to tell you what is going to happen, right? And they sit there and they talk about how they can't see this bubble and we can't see that bubble. Matter of fact, we can't see anything other than our economic model says everything should be wonderful. Never once do you hear them saying, you know what? We may have a problem with these economic models. Right, because they keep saying everything's wonderful, but when the actual data comes in, everything's horrible. By the way, I, the next bankruptcy I think is going to be Sears Canada. I think they're they're getting ready. Uh, I, I don't think they make it through the summer, uh, and then I think Sears uh, U.S. or North America, or whatever it is, they're going to follow here before the end of the year as well. Uh, but we as we uh, wait for Janet Yellen, the other two reports out today. So those were the first. That's really what got gold and silver going. So gold went from down one to up, up 10, up 11 bucks. Silver went from, silver was actually up about 8 cents to up over 42 cents, 43 cents. Then two other pieces of data came out. Business inventory. Again, another clue to what business really thinks. And this isn't soft data, right? Because when you call them on the phone, they're going to be positive. Yes, yes, it's going to be great. And we're, we're getting ready. Well, how much stuff you got? Right? How much stuff you got ready to get out there and ship out? What's in the warehouse? Well, we're uh, we're trying to put a little less in the warehouse, <laughs> right? Look at, like GM, hey, we're going to take a month and a week and maybe longer off because the warehouse is full and we need to get it unfull. Business inventories fell by two-tenths of a percent. By the way, this was an April number. Expect another adjustment now to second quarter GDP. Better if I remember, I told you yesterday, the Atlanta Fed started at 4.3, was down to 3, after the business inventory and retail sales numbers that we saw today. Uh, that number is now going to definitely be in the twos, uh, and it's going to keep falling. The, the, the growth that they said isn't here. Matter of fact, we're at a really bad point because not only is the growth stalled and ended, we're, we're maxed out. The consumer is maxed out. The car loan defaults are just, it's rolling over. People just don't have the money. They don't have the money for their cars. Matter of fact, 
health insurance, the amount of people dropping out, right? And they drop out for when they drop out, it's because they didn't mail in their premium. Right? That's that's how they say. Oh, he dropped out today. Schmuckatelli, he dropped out. He just ah. I got the money. I just don't want it. No, that's not what happened. They don't have the money, so they can't pay for it. Two more states, by the way. You know, every day, it's almost daily now. When you look at what the the debt bubble and the ending of the debt bubble is starting to look like. Growth in California. Okay, now California all by itself, right, is like the fifth or sixth, maybe seventh, somewhere in the top ten. If it was its own country, it would be in the top ten economically. And, matter, and I think I think it's sixth, but growth in California is expected to weaken this year. And in the coming years, this is the latest of the Anderson forecast, which is, one of the things, California, out of UCLA, uh, very highly thought of. They said that non-farm payrolls in California, well, they just took the estimates and just blew a big hole in them, said it's not going to materialize. And then New Jersey, Chris Christie says he's got a plan to fix their pensions. We'll tell you about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Today is Flag Day, not a national holiday, but nevertheless an important date on our calendar. Americans honor our flag as the symbol of our country, our nation, our culture, and our exceptionalism. And we like to recite the Pledge of Allegiance just the way it reads, including the words, One Nation Under God. Incidentally, there is no comma between one nation and under God, so there's no reason to pause between those words. We should recite the pledge saying, One nation under God. Because the pledge contains these words, the atheists are trying to ban the public recitation of the pledge in schools and every public place. Fortunately, we've so far been able to stop that nonsense. Ever since the Supreme Court banned prayer in public schools back in 1962, federal judges have rendered decisions that are more and more biased against religion. The most recent manifestation of this antagonism was the ruling of U.S. District Judge Barbara Crabb, who was appointed by President Jimmy Carter. She ruled that the National Day of Prayer is unconstitutional. That decision is now being appealed. Congress established the National Day of Prayer 58 years ago, and actually, Americans have recognized National Prayer Days since 1775. Days of Prayer do not impose any duty on any American, but just encourage persons of all faiths to pray for our country. We wonder what the next step of the atheists will be. If they want to abolish the National Day of Prayer, will their next step be to ask some supremacist judge to abolish Thanksgiving? 
Ever since George Washington proclaimed the first Thanksgiving, Americans have observed a special day of prayer in November to thank God for the many blessings he has bestowed on our nation. We like our national days of prayer, and they're not unconstitutional. 2017 marks 50 years of the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, mailed, broadcast, and posted online to millions of Americans eager to follow her traditional conservative perspective. We continue that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com, archiving the past, addressing today's key issues, and staying alert for the future. So bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. No, sir. 800-951-0592. U.S. $5 liberties at 350 uh, We got about 56 of them left at 800-951-0592. You're going to get uh, a good amount of dates to go along with it as well. Uh, I have... I know I told you last week, I'm going to give you some of the dates, older dates in the $20 gold market that you may want to start looking out for. I have that. I just haven't been able to get to too much other stuff going on. We'll see what maybe uh, maybe on Friday we'll be able to do that as well. Uh, but U.S. $5 liberties at $350 at 0592. So UCLA now saying, listen, job growth next year in California, 1%. <laughs> That's not going to keep up, right? By the way, the year after that, even less, right? 2019, less than 1%. Uh, and, and Governor Brown trying to get together uh, to form their budget. Chris Christie now has a new idea for New Jersey. I mean, think about how many states we've talked about. He's saying that he's hoping the lottery is going to be the winning ticket to shore up one of the state's most vexing money problems, the ever-growing obligations to the pensions for public employees. And this is every state. It's just spiraling out of control. The idea of linking the lottery to the pension has been around for years. But they introduced uh, in legislation this week as a push to get it passed. And and here's the funny thing. So I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to use the lottery money. Like, we have the lottery. Everyone, Every state has the lottery, I think. Maybe I may be wrong. There may be one that doesn't, but we do here. But that money goes to like schools and, and hospitals, you know, psychiatric wards. And I thought, well, wow, does New Jersey not do that? And 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 I'm reading the article, and they're talking about how big the problem is in Pennsylvania, and and how they're trying to deal with it. The consensus that the lottery deal would give the state a guaranteed stream of money. And they said that the income as a projected average of more than $1 billion annually, that sounds like a lot of money. But it's only about a fifth of the $5 billion the state would have to annually contribute 
to fully fund the pension. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Hey, how about if we can, if we take the lottery money, we can put a billion of the five billion in there. The problem is that the lottery, the lottery revenue, is not found money. It's currently used to help pay for institutions, including the state universities, right, schools, psychiatric hospitals, right? And based on what we saw today, a lot more people probably need to be in one of those. And a home for disabled soldiers, you know, they, they spend the money already. And this is going to be what's facing every state, every city, every town, every county. As we start watching the waves of these debt bubbles come in, it's unpayable. You know, we look at yesterday, we talked about how we ran an $88 billion deficit in the month of May. Right? The, the deficit number was up double digits. Right now, we're, we're now running a deficit 7% higher, but we still got June, July, August, and September coming. By, by the end of this fiscal year, the federal deficit will be over 10% higher than it was last year. And it's going to increase double digits plus every year for 10 straight years. Just start putting that into your cap because none of this stuff is payable. And then you start thinking about, right, We Hartford wants Connecticut to bail them out. Chicago wants Illinois to bail them out, but now Illinois, they need a bailout. I don't know if you saw the news. The state of Illinois has come to the conclusion that they are going to be down, downgraded yet again into junk status and said that it's just a matter of time that there is no budget. Matter of fact, they're supposed to have a budget here in two weeks. It'll now mark the third straight year the state of Illinois is going to operate without a budget. And the reason is simple. <laughs> right? They have no chance at submitting any form of a balanced budget. Because the law says that you have to have a balanced budget. As a matter of fact, I think that's the law in 46 of the 50 states. That the, the budget has to be balanced. Illinois, it's so bad. They can't even issue a pretend balanced budget. Because <laughs> we know they, the, the, all the states do, right? They kind of fudge a little bit, right? Ah, we're just going to up what the revenues are going to be or the expected tax collection, right? And they can, they can fudge it enough to say, see, it was balanced. And then they'll come out, oh, well, revenue came in. Illinois can't even do that. That's how the fudging would be so ridiculous <laughs> that they can't even get it done. And now you sit there and you think about the one great thing, right, the economic recovery, the big boom that was supposed to happen is dying. And, and I, I told you all last year, we are on this, and we've been on it, 2013, GDP, 2014 GDP, 
2015 GDP was less than 2014's GDP, 2016's GDP was less than 2015's GDP, 2017's is going to be less than 2016. Now I'm starting to wonder, I, 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 I was thinking we would be able to avoid a recession this year. Now I'm questioning that. Because I'm starting to look again at these numbers and, and of course General Motors were waiting to hear from Ford but from what I'm being at least from what I'm reading looks like Ford is going to announce similar things where they're going to be shutting down uh, for for over a month and, and General Motors today said five weeks and car sales alone are 20% of all retail sales and 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 really when you start thinking about it the consumers tapped out we already have record auto loan debt record student loan debt record credit card debt right all the debt is at a record right look at all the states look at all the cities look at the federal government everywhere you look the debt is at a record Patriot Radio News Hour how do you really think this is going to play out how much does your portfolio weigh is going to be the more important question. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. So we've talked about three of the reports. Retail sales, CPI, business inventories. All big misses. And, and that's why we're even more concerned with the size of the miss. Uh, then we talk about new, new California. Dow saying, hey, this growth, yeah, doesn't look like it's going to get here. New Jersey saying, hey, we, we've, we've got to find $5 billion. And they said, well, maybe we can get one from the lottery. The problem is they're spending that money on something else. Then the, the last of the four pieces was crude oil inventories. And matter of fact, crude oil is getting ready to break an important line. We'll have to see. Uh, $44. If it breaks $44, uh, we could see a pretty big fall. We could It could potentially go back into the 30s. One of the few bright spots left is all the rigs, right? The oil rigs are back pumping. Matter of fact... Uh, before the end of the year, I think we're going to break the record for most uh, uh, crude pumped in a week, right? The largest weekly number. And I heard we're, we're approaching 10 million barrels of crude oil a day. Uh, but the oil inventory numbers, uh, they were expecting big draws in distillates and gasoline and crude. And instead, what happened was we had a small draw in crude. We actually had a big increase in gasoline, uh, which now has the crude oil market falling. Matter of fact, it's 44 and change right now. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And, of course, news uh, that the Saudis uh, broke their production pledge. In other words, they, as always, they're, they're, they're cheating, right? They're actually producing more oil than what they're saying. Uh, that came out earlier this week, which put pressure. You know, crude was 50 bucks not that long ago. But something more important, when you really think about what the check and balance, I guess, is for Wall Street and the Federal Reserve, it used to be the bond market. The bond
bond market was kind of the the naysaying brother of the debt markets, right? So if you wanted to really look at how people feel about what's coming, go to the bond market. The 10-year note this morning after uh, all these data points came out that we just talked about, broke below 2.1%, which, by the way, that was the number two rate hikes ago. And we're going to get ready to add a third. This is the bond market saying to Wall Street, saying to the Federal Reserve, hey, I know that we're trying to all drink the Kool-Aid, but we think the Kool-Aid is poison." just broke 2.1%. Uh, then one, uh, There was one other piece of economic data, and I guess i got to mention it, which was uh, mortgages down three-tenths of, or it was yeah, 3%, down 3%, even with falling rates. So not only are people not buying homes, even the refinancing, with the, they were hoping that with the refinancing and the rates falling, that that we'd get a pickup and we didn't. Now there's a sorry, there's breaking news on my screen. Uh, multiple people shot this. Okay, this was a UPS facility in San Francisco. Sorry about that. They were. I thought it was something uh, different. If you're just joining us, uh, a whole lot of economic data came out today, uh, really putting into question the validity of anything that the Federal Reserve has said or done uh, as retail sales have fallen dramatically. General Motors came out and said, we are going to shut our plants uh, for five weeks in hopes. And and like I said, I don't know if that's going to be enough. And that is really kind of the disturbing part. We're still waiting on news from Ford. Uh, Sears Canada now, it's official, they have hired uh, some bankruptcy representation they have not filed, but that's usually what you do first, right, as as you're getting ready uh, to file for bankruptcy, so we'll keep our eye on that. It looks like they're going to be next in the retail onslaught that we've been watching, and you start really wondering, how is it that people aren't seeing this? How many more stores have to close? Uh, then, you know, your retail sales, that just makes sense, right? Hey, all these stores are closing because there's no sale. Right? And now the reports are saying, listen, there's no sale. There's no growth. Right? And the consumer is still 70% of GDP, and it's heading in the wrong direction. Uh, gold's up uh, $1,277 this morning. Silver's up at $0.43 cents at $17.20. Uh, U.S. $5 Liberties, these are the older ones, not the one-tenth ounce, the newer ones, the older ones, 1866 to 1907 at $350. Start putting them away at 800 951 and that's a really great discount. I mean, you're talking about a $20 discount today on U.S. $5 Liberties. We had we actually had these yesterday, but I was trying to get you to buy that silver because I knew silver was going to take off again. Uh, but but this is a holdover from yesterday. 
uh, $350 on the $5 Liberties at 800-951-0592. As we continue to wait, Janet Yellen, 215 Eastern, I believe, is her press conference. And now people are starting to talk about, well, how bullish or how dovish is she going to be when they really need to start saying, hey, when are you going to come out and tell us what the real realities are and get rid of these economic models and start talking some truth to the American public? Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm going to tell you what Donald's thinking about the Federal Reserve when we close out today. Is this the end for Janet Yellen? The Wall Street Journal said the White House is set to launch its search for the next Federal Reserve Chief, according to a senior official. It is going to be managed by, well, this should be no surprise, Gary Cohen, the former Wall Street executive. Of course, you know where he's from. I don't have to tell you that. Officials won't publicly outline any timetable for their decision or the short list. By the way, some market strategists believe Cohen may be on the list and may be a candidate himself. Of course, he's from Goldman. Fair, uh, Chairwoman Janet Yellen's term runs through January. She got the uh, proverbial, uh, I guess, uh, support from Trump in April. That's kind of like when... Uh, your sports team isn't doing so well, and they ask the general manager to comment on the coach's safety, his job security. Oh, no, it's fine. And then about a few months later, yeah, uh, never mind, he's out. Yellen's reappointment isn't an outcome many of observers now expect. As Trump is a, we'll put it this way, he's not in favor of rate hikes. He is on record as saying he's a low-rate guy. And again, that should also be another one, another indication of what that really means. This is how much, listen, it's bad. And rates can't go that much. And really, honestly, I mean, they raise them to 1%. uh, And and let's face it, the banks have not passed on a single cent to you. And you know why? Look at the tenure now, now back below 2%. Almost back to two percent, right? That no, it already right now should be north of three. But this just tells you price discovery is broken. The bond market is is saying, hey, there's big trouble ahead, and it's certainly starting. Right, the data is starting to point to that now. Right, we're really, and it was before, but now it's really starting to to gain uh, momentum, and we're starting to see. Uh, at least a movement now from Trump of putting the team together. Gary Cohen's going to lead it. Uh, and just add that to the list now. So you think we're down, why we got 30-some days left for Congress between now and the end of the fiscal year, which is the last day of September. Because remember, they're going to be off for pretty much all of July. So while all the, all the GM workers aren't working, Congress won't be either. And we've got all of these things that we still have to do. we got the debt ceiling, right, which already Democrats, I think that's going to be ugly. 
Uh, it's going to create a lot of uncertainty uh, on top of the fact the economy is really, it's starting to really slow. We've got to get a budget done, right, for 2018. Well, maybe we don't because we don't have one now, right, a 2018 budget, Obamacare, right, that still has to get done. Tax reform still has to get done. There's not enough time. I don't know how many, if any, of these things actually are going to get done. Uh, the one thing that has to get done is the debt ceiling. I mean, because we're out of money. Well, we're out of the ability. We can't even print more money without it. Patriot Radio News Hour, get ready. U.S. $5 lib, 350 at 800 951 0592. Everybody take care. We'll talk again soon.